0: So uh, it's Father's Day and, um, well, I mean, I'm a father, right? I've got three kids and it's it's hard not to sort of start thinking about your kids and think about life as a father and whatever. And My kids are all older now, like they're, you know, teenagers and older, but I can still remember when my kids were young. And uh, it's it was hard. Like, you know, like being a parent of little kids, uh, parenting gets easier as it gets older, doesn't it? Sort of like, like little kids, it just, for me, you know, just... You know, preschool kids, parenting, that's when parenting is is sort of hard work. And, and I reckon for me, the hardest part of being a parent to a preschool child is trying to help that preschool child understand the long game of life. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like you, you take your kids to a party and there's just tables full of lollies and chips and chocolate, right? More than, you know, more than you could, you could possibly eat. And a four-year-old child just goes... This is brilliant. I can just eat this stuff all day. And the hardest thing as a parent is to try and explain to that four-year-old that there should be limits. You know? Do you know, do anyone know what I'm talking about? Because um, they, just, they just see the now, don't they? Like a four-year-old child, all they see is the next five minutes. But as a parent, you see the next five years and the next 50 years. And so when you say, you know, when you see all of these, uh, these lollies and chocolate and chip, when you see all this stuff at a party and you say, let's just have a little, you know, let's just take a bowl, put a few things in the bowl and have that. Every parent's done that, haven't they? And it's futile. You know it's futile because you're going to turn your back in conversation with someone. They could be straight back at the table just refilling their bowl. And, and you know, that's, that's kind of the way, the way it goes. They see mountains of free food and they just think, eat now, right? Eat everything now. Um, When as a parent, you see sugar addiction and you see obesity and you see diabetes and all of these things that four-year-old kids just do not care about, right? There's no way a four-year-old child can understand any of that. We're in a series that we're uh, calling "In God's Humble Opinion," and we're exploring what God thinks about us. Because um, we've said, you know, we all we, we, we kind of care about, and we're interested in what other people think of us. We think, you know, what what do my friends really think about me? What do they what do they say? You know, if, if I wasn't there, what would they say about me? What do my parents really think about me? What does my boss really think about me? But we don't often ask, what does God really think about me? And I've posed this question each week. You know, if I could take God out for a coffee and I could mention your name, I could say, you know, you know, Daryl, what, what, do, what do you really think about Daryl God? What do you really think about Ebony and Shayla and Emily? And what would God say about you? And we've, so this series has been exploring the answer to that question. Um, and, and, and we've talked about things that God would say about us. We've already heard God saying that you are my child that you are loved, that you are unique, that you are called. And I want to wrap the series up today talking about what is maybe one of the most important things that God would say about you. But like a child in the lolly situation, it might not be the first thing that comes to your mind. It's something that God would say about you that that if you're just thinking in the moment, you might think, oh yeah, whatever. Whatever. But when you have a long-term view of yourself, this might be the most important thing that God has to say about you. And that's when God says that you are destined for eternity. That you are destined for eternity. Now, I, 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 I get it that for lots of us, the idea of eternity and eternal life is tricky for some people. Well, it's tricky? Because you, you, you can't see it. You can't test it. You can't ever have any absolute sort of scientific proof that there even is an eternity, you know. Let alone that you're going to go there. And, and, and I know there are there are some stories, there are some movies about people who've who've uh, who died or apparently died and they've they've gone to heaven and they've actually seen heaven and come back. But but sometimes that's hard to believe, isn't it? You know, because it's just one person and it's just their story. And and you know, how how do you actually know that there is an eternity? And yet the idea of eternal life is just so absolutely core to the Christian belief. It is just so central to what it means to believe in God, uh, to trust Jesus with our life and to follow him. John remembers Jesus saying these words about the idea of eternity and eternal life. This is John chapter 5 verse 24 in your Bibles. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, God, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Another day, John remembers Jesus saying, Everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Everyone. Everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. That's John chapter 3, verse 15. And immediately after that, John adds sort of his own commentary on Jesus' words when he says this. So Jesus says, everyone who believes in me may have eternal life in him. And then John, in his biography of Jesus, writes these words. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. John 3, 16 and 17. John's trying to tell us, friends. John's trying to tell us that Jesus' whole purpose for coming to Earth was to open the way for you and I to have eternal life. That's the whole point. Jesus' whole point on Earth is to make a way for us to cross from death to life, to give us a doorway into eternal life. And I say that because sometimes we think, sometimes I meet I Christians who talk about eternal life like it's, like it's just an added bonus at the end of life. You know, like eternal life is like the steak knives that they give you when you buy a new car. (laughs) And, and, And this isn't a very good analogy, I know, but what I want to try and tell you is eternal life is the new car, right? It's not the added bonus. It is the main thing. It is the primary purpose that Jesus has for your life and for my life. I mean, from the beginning of time, we've been created for eternity, In fact, when you read uh, the Genesis story, the story that begins, uh, begins our Bibles, the Genesis story tells us that death, that death only came into the world when sin did. Apostle Paul, writing after Jesus, would explain this dynamic this way. He said, Sin entered the world through one man, talking about Adam, Adam and Eve. Sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned, Romans 5.12. In other words, what he's saying is that death wasn't originally part of God's plan for you and for me. Did you know that? Death is not originally a part of the plan for humanity. Eternity was the original plan for humanity. And Jesus, Jesus is God's plan to overcome death and to overcome sin and to open the way for us to have eternal life with him forever. That's the part where you're supposed to like scream and throw your arms in the air. And like that is exciting. See, if if you're a Christian person, if you're a follower of Jesus, those words are the most exciting thing that you could hear. If you're not yet a follower of Jesus, if you've just found us randomly on YouTube, g'day to you. Um, If you're not yet a follower of Jesus, this is the reason, this is the best reason that we have as a church to say, consider Jesus. Eternal life. But this is also kind of the problem for lots of us, because lots of us don't think so much about eternal life because we get stuck in the now. And the truth is, and I'm like this too, eternal life doesn't excite many of us because we're too excited about right now. We're too focused on what's going to happen at school and uni this week. We're, still focused, we're too focused about that, that big meeting that's going to happen at work this week. We're still focused on our relationships that we have or the relationships that we wish we had right now. We get too focused on our finances, on our health problems, on our kids, on all of those things that are right now. And the truth is, many of us are like a four-year-old at a birthday party. And all we see is all the lollies and the chips and the chocolates right now, and we can't see anything past the next five minutes. But God sees the long view. God sees the 5-year and the 10-year and the 50-year and the eternity view of your life. God created you for eternity. And he sent Jesus to make a way for you to be with him in eternity forever. I guess in this sort of analogy... God is like the parent looking at you, stuffing your face at the table with all the things right now. <coughs> and he wants you to just raise your eyes and see the long view and see the eternal view over your life. And the reason this is so important, I know this could sound like a bit like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah another talk on eternal. I tell you, the reason this is so important is because if we don't get this, if we don't lift our eyes from the now and look at the eternal perspective God has on us, we end up like the kids screaming at the lolly table, I just want this now. We end, up, uh, we end up being really almost kind of disappointed with God because he's not giving me what I want right now. We ended up just asking our heavenly Father for the things that we want right now, and not appreciating that He's got something far better planned for us in the future—an eternal, uh, an eternal future. Because thinking about the, the the child at the party, the only way, the only way, because a child can never understand—a four-year-old child can never understand why the parent says no to all the lollies and chocolate, right? their only way forward, their only way through that is to trust. The only thing that a four-year-old child can do to get through that, I want these lollies now, is to trust their parent. Is to trust that when their father says no, he has their best interests at heart. Is to trust that their father sees something that they don't see. To trust that their father understands something that they don't understand. And to go with that, even though they don't understand, to go with that because they trust their father. That's the only way that a four-year-old child has through. I want to eat more lollies now. And it's the only way that we have through uh, through our um, kind of tendency to focus on the now and to forget about eternity. Is for us to trust that God has an eternal future that is far better than anything now. That when we want to kind of kick and scream at God and say, I want this stuff now, why aren't you doing this stuff for me now? It's just to trust that God sees an eternal future for you. He always has. God has always had, before you were born, God had your eternity in mind. He's always had the long view in mind in terms of your life. And we we it's true, we can never really understand what, what eternity is like. You know, no, no matter how many movies they make and you know, stories they tell, or whatever. We'll never we'll never really understand what's going to happen beyond this life. But what you need to know is that when God looks at you. He sees someone who was created for eternity. And his number one desire for your life is that you would spend your eternity with him. His number one desire for your life is that you would, as Paul says, that you would cross from death to life. That you would cross from, 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 from this life and from death in this life and you would cross into full and abundant and eternal life starting now and continuing forever, even beyond the grave. Jesus' life and death and resurrection is all about God making a way for you to be with him for eternity. Jesus wasn't born so that you'd pass your exams. Jesus wasn't whipped and beaten and tortured so that you'd have a good marriage and a nice job. Jesus wasn't nailed to a cross so that you'd have a a stable financial future and be able to go on a nice holiday once a year. Jesus didn't die and rise again so that you could live a long, healthy, and happy life and die in your sleep at 103 surrounded by your happy, healthy family. <coughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, would never die, would never perish, but have what? Eternal life. <coughs> That's why God gave his only son. Jesus came into the world that we could have eternal life. When God thinks about you, he sees someone who's created for eternity. And if I were to ask God what he thinks about you, the number one thing he would say is, I can't wait to be in eternity. I can't wait to live in eternity. With them. I've created them for eternity. And I so hope that they will choose to live their eternity with me. God says, You are my child. You're loved, you're unique, and you're called. And when God looks at you, he sees someone who's destined for eternity. And like a father at a children's party, He just asks you to trust him in the now. God asks you to to trust him that he sees the long view of your life. That that, that he sees things ahead of you that you can't ever see. that, That you won't ever know right now. And he asks us to lift our eyes off our current circumstances all the things that get us tied in a knot about right, you know, right now and today and this week, to lift our eyes off that and to look towards eternity. When God looks at you, he sees someone who's destined for eternity and he will do whatever he can, even sacrificing his one and only son so that you can be there with him. That's what God thinks about you. That's the good news of what God thinks about you.